September 28th, 2019. I hated the ABC 2020 piece on Siegfried and Roy. It was two hours of playing the same glitzy scenes over and over and over. ABC used the glamour, the celebrities, and the great American dream where immigrants can become gods as the backdrop to telling their story. Only a minute was spent in the first hour mentioning that there may be some controversy about breeding white tigers. And in the last 15 minutes of the show, they interviewed Emily McCormick from Turpentine Creek and some woman I've never heard of to explain why breeding white tigers is genetically bad. They did a good job, but I'm sure most of what they said was left on the cutting room floor to make more room for Roy walking tigers on leashes. There is so much footage and expert testimony, not me, as to why it's cruel that they could have replaced half of the clips of Roy kissing and riding tigers with it to make the show less repetitive. The key parts they left out, which in part are due to the tight grip that Feld has had on employees and the fact that they used Dave Salmoni as their tiger training expert, should have included, number one, Siegfried said they continue to breed white tigers until 2015, even though the show was permanently canceled in 2003. Why? Two, they claim to have 52 tigers on seven acres called the Magic Garden. Only about five were shown. Why didn't they get to see the inside of the warehouse where insiders say the tigers are stockpiled in bearing cages? Siegfried and Roy owe their fame and fortune to those cats. Why do the cats, what do the cats have to show for their sacrifices? Three, they could only use young cats in their shows, which started in 1981. By the time a tiger is five or so, they aren't going to do the things these cats were forced to do. So they would need four new sets of tigers from 1981 to 2003. According to other well-known trainers, it takes 50 cats to get one that will perform reliably. Where did all of the aged out tigers go? And where are all the cats who wouldn't perform? Four, not one bit of evidence was shown as to how the cats were trained. Even though the cats in the clips had slip choke collars on that were being very visibly yanked by Siegfried and Roy, to force the cats to their pose, no one ever said, hey, slow that clip down and see how he choked that snow leopard into submission? Just like their sleight of hand, it was quick and nearly imperceptible except to someone who actually cares about what the animal was experiencing. Five, no big cat performs reliably based upon reward methods. No one spoke to that well-known fact. The only way they could have made the cats do these tricks was by being far scarier to the cats than all of that noise and the crowd around them. Six, they showed the tigers living in the mansion nonsense, but didn't dispute the fact that it would have looked just like the inside of Joe Schreibvogel's dump if they had. Tigers tear stuff up for fun. This just perpetuated the myth that people can make pets out of them. Seven, I never knew they took cubs into the audience to allow petting, and this was a huge missed opportunity to talk about how Siegfried and Roy were the primary reason for so much abuse involving the pay-to-play trade in cubs, and especially white cubs. Only a select few in that audience got to do it, but probably everyone in that crowd wanted to do it. That made it easy for Bhagavan Antal, Joe Schreivogel, and others to fill that demand. Eight. There are so many backyard breeders like Dennis Hill who would have happily blathered on for hours 
about how much they were dazzled by Siegfried and Roy and how they inbred cats more and more severely to try and match those stripeless white cats on stage or to be a seller to them. This was another missed opportunity to show how calling them royal white Bengal tigers fueled the backyard inbreeding, exploiting, and discarding of throwaway tigers. 9. There was very little said about the fact that Siegfried and Roy were owned by the circus, being Feld Entertainment. There was no mention of the fact that some of their cast-off golden tigers ended up being forced to travel 11 months of the year in circus wagons and do tricks for crowds of ignorant observers. 10. While I was glad they mentioned the AZA crackdown on breeding white tigers, it should be noted that as far back as 1983, experts inside the AZA were speaking out against it, but the fame brought to the notion of royal white Bengal tigers fueled that inbreeding until 2009, when AZA put out a formal notice to its zoo that, zoos that the gig was up and about the birth defects and they should stop. It wasn't until 2011 that the AZA put the hammer over their heads of not letting zoos that bred white tigers participate in their species survival plans for breeding tigers. Given the number of tigers Siegfried and Roy had to be churning out, they had to know the deleterious effect of their inbreeding. Instead, what we got on the show was Siegfried saying they were selective in their inbreeding. 11. Nothing was said, well, selective in their breeding. He didn't even call it inbreeding. 11. Nothing was said about what was commonly said at the time, which is that Roy was using cocaine before the show. 12. I know a lot of the problem was that ABC couldn't get the tape of the incident, and they couldn't get access to where the tigers are actually kept, and they can't get access to see the training methods, or pedigrees for the selective breeding, but the very fact that they weren't given access should have been at least half of the show. If you're enjoying my diary, please like, share, and subscribe. You can find other ways to connect to me over at bigcatrescue.org forward slash carol.baskin.